As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. It is a way to build credit, is a way to keep those activities off your personal credit, but I'm not aware of any major credit card issuer that issues a business credit card that does not have a personal guarantee behind it. So if you do, if the business does fail, you would be on the hook personally for that debt. It's that time of year again, tax season, dun dun dun. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports, and you're also trying to keep up to date with the new tax reform this year, there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return, and there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of. Are you optimizing for new tax laws? Well, our sponsor, Stessa, teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide in I've read it. This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean, this is the ultimate rental property tax guide. And you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. You have to sign up for an account, but the account is free. So when you sign up for a free Stessa account, you will get this guide. This is worth its weight in gold for sure. Go to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best taxes. And when you work with Stessa, Stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. Get that ultimate rental property tax guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Jerry Detweiler. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing well, Joe. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Jerry. She's the education director for nav.com, which is the first site to give business owners free person and business credit scores. She's got 20 years of experience in the credit industry based in Sarasota, Florida. Best ever listeners, I hope, by the way, you're having a best ever weekend because today 
is Sunday. We have a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday, where our guest teaches you a certain skill. And maybe you've got the skill. Well, if so, then you can hone it based on our conversation. The skill today we're going to be talking about is finding business credit. So finding money for your business via business credit. So this certainly is applicable to us as real estate investors, especially as we're starting out or looking to grow. And if we have time, which I think we will, she's also going to talk to us about the scams that are out there to watch out for. So with that being said, Jerry, you want to just give us a little bit about your background and then we'll roll right into it? Sure. I've been involved in consumer credit education for a long, long time. I wrote the first mass market book that talked about FICO scores and worked on the legislation that gave us free consumer credit reports. So I've been involved in this for many years. And a few years ago, I met Garrett Sutton. He's an attorney who has a lot of real estate clients. And he told me that a lot of his clients were struggling or sometimes getting ripped off trying to build business credit for their real estate investing. And so we started looking into it together and decided to write a book together. That was my latest book, Finance Your Own Business. And in the course of researching that, I interviewed the CEO of NAV, Levi King. I loved what they were doing. It's sort of the easiest way to describe it is it's like credit karma, but for small business. So it shows you your business and personal credit scores. I loved it so much that I ended up joining the company full-time. So I've been focused primarily on educating small business owners about credit for the past three years. But of course, I have all those years of personal credit knowledge in my head too. So I like to try to help business owners look at it holistically and help them understand how to make sure both personal and business credit are strong so they can open up more funding opportunities. And I believe the business model for Credit Karma is that it's free or a low fee if it's not free, and then they make the real money based on having partnerships with different credit options, like different credit cards and things like that, that they recommend to their customers. Is that a similar business model for nav.com? Yes, exactly. So when you come to NAV, most of our customers come as a free customer. So they see their free business and personal credit. But then with that information, we're able to present to them different financing offers. And we have a marketplace. We work with over 30 different lenders of different types around the country. We try to be very agnostic in terms of showing the business owner what's best for them, not what's going to earn someone a commission so they can go to Hawaii or something. (laughs) So we try to be very business friendly in showing those offers. And we don't sell that information for marketing purposes to lenders. So you won't get all kinds of phone calls from lenders if you sign up for NAV. So how should we approach our conversation today in terms of helping the best ever listeners who are real estate investors find money for their business via getting business credit? So one of the things I do when I'm at home in Florida is I usually speak about once a year with our local real estate investors group. And over the years, I've talked about personal credit and then we've graduated to business credit. And I find that with real estate investors, at least the ones that I'm speaking with, there's a lot of overlap. So there's a lot of situations where they will turn to personal credit to get some money to accomplish a goal. So let's say they're fixing up a property to flip and they need to spend money on supplies and paint and everything else. And so they max out their personal cards and then when they sell the property, they pay it off. Mm -hmm. So I think business credit provides another tool that can help the business owner protect their personal credit, which is important still. 
any business owner, real estate investor, anybody, you still want to protect your personal credit because there may be times where a good personal credit score could be leveraged for a particular opportunity. So you want to protect it as much as possible. So what I tell the small business owner is there are opportunities to get financing in the name of your business that can stay off your personal credit so you aren't affecting your personal credit scores. Many times these financing opportunities are attractive costs. So they're not super expensive, but to get to the point where you're relying more heavily on business credit than on personal credit, you need to build business credit. I listened to the interview you just had about raising funds with Lee Arnold. Yep. And I thought this was such a good comparison. That's a must listen, by the way. I thought it was such a good comparison, what he was talking about, where he was saying, you need to start by doing some deals where you can get some cash and then that cash attracts other investors because they want to see that it's low risk, that you're successful. The same thing is true with business credit. You build business credit so that you have this reputation for your business and that in turn opens up additional financing opportunities for your business. Does that make sense? It does. So then the question is, how do we build that business credit? Well, the great thing is that it's much easier to build business credit than some people will lead you to believe. And the reason is most business owners are not paying attention to it. So we've done surveys like 72% of small business owners don't even know these credit scores exist. And one of the reasons I think they don't know is because there's no federal requirement that anyone give you a free business credit report. There's no requirement that they tell you if they turn you down based on your business credit anyone can check your business credit. So it could be a competitor, a future business partner, a lender, anyone who wants to pay for the report can get it. Is it a credit score like your personal score? There is a credit score. The commercial credit bureaus, let's start out with who they are. They're Dun & Bradstreet, Equifax, and Experian. There are some others, but those are the three big players. And the commercial databases are completely separate from personal credit. So if you have personal credit with Experian, that's completely completely separate from the commercial credit that your business has with Experian. And then they produce their own scores. So in DNB, one of the most popular scores is Paydex. With Experian, it's IntelliScore. Equifax has a variety of scores and they run on different ranges. So if you pulled your personal credit score and you had a 80, well, you couldn't even go that low with most FICO scores, right? You couldn't even yeah. go that low. With 80 at a Paydex score or an Experian Telescore, that would be good. Those are strong scores. They run on a different scale. Mm. So when you're what first initiated, it's usually zero to 100. Okay. But again, there are scores that yeah. can go up to 1,000 and okay. more. All right. Fair so enough. always look at the range. When you're checking uh -huh. your business credit, look at the range and see where you fall in the range. We show red, green, yellow to help you understand where you fall and whether your score is strong, but always look at that range and see where you fall. Okay. Then the process of building business credit is basically to have accounts that report because you can't have a credit score, whether it's personal or business, you can't have a credit score unless there are accounts that are showing up. That's how the credit scoring model, they analyze the data of how you handle bills in the past in order to predict how you're going to pay in the future. But the tricky thing with business credit is that not all companies report and it's not consistent across all three. So with personal credit, you get a mortgage, it's going to probably show up on all three of the major credit reports. It's not typically the case with business credit. So you have to be a little more scrappy. But once you establish these accounts, even if you have just a few accounts reporting, you're already ahead of most business owners who aren't even doing anything to build business credit. So it can be a pretty easy 
process to get started. And I'll give a resource if you don't mind real quick. I like to share. If you go to nav.com forward slash vendors, that's V-E-N-D-O-R-S, you'll see an article I've written there. It has three vendors on there, Uline, Granger, and Quill. They're all super easy to get accounts with. They don't check personal credit. They don't report to personal credit. So your personal credit's not an issue. You can buy things that you need for your business. It could be janitorial supplies and their catalogs are huge. It could even be Keurig cups for your coffee machine, whatever it is that you want to buy. You buy those things on terms. Usually they'll start out with a small credit line, net 30, just pay those on time. And very quickly, you can find yourself building credit with them and those report. And then that in turn makes it easier to get other types of business credit that you might want to use in your business, whether that's a fuel card or a Home Depot commercial account or something else that you can use. So you're trying to take as many of those purchases as possible and keep them off your personal credit and solely in the name of your business. Two follow-up questions. One, that doesn't mean that you have to pay interest on it as long as you pay those bills on time, correct? Correct. So they'll give you net 30 terms and they're not going to charge interest for you to pay in 30 days. There are some vendors where if you have terms with them, you give up a discount. Say there's a 2% discount if you pay in 10 days. If you take the net 30 terms, you don't get the discount. So in effect, there's a little Mm -hmm. bit higher cost with some of those. And of course, if you get into a business credit card, there's going to be interest if you carry a balance. But if you pay it in full, you can avoid interest. And if when you pay it on time, that is you are getting points or credit for doing that and you're accomplishing the objective of having accounts show up that you have and you're building your credit, correct? Exactly. So with consumer credit, it feels a little overwhelming sometimes when you look at all the factors that go into a consumer credit score. With business credit scores, it's usually much simpler. Payment history. That is the thing that they are most interested in is your payment history. Are you paying on time or not? So having a few accounts that you pay on time can be very, very valuable and build your credit quite quickly if you're proactive about it. The other thing that I recommend that relates to that is that if you're going to use credit cards in your business, and at least to the real estate investors group that I speak with, this was a very common scenario, and they've heard some really strange things in this regard, so I want to clarify it. The best thing you can do is to get a business credit card that stays off your personal credit. And I've also written an article with that list. We can put it in the show notes. It's just nab.com forward slash report and list all the major issuers. And the business credit card then will not report to your personal credit unless you default. So as long as you paid on time, you're fine. So if you need to run up a high balance while you're trying to pay for this rehab and then you're going to pay it off when you refinance or you sell the property, it's not going to bring down your personal credit scores. So that's an advantage of that. Those cards are pretty easy to get as soon as you start your business. So you don't have to have a business for one or two or three years, but they do check the owner's personal credit and there is a personal guarantee. So it is a way to build credit, is a way to keep those activities off your personal credit, but I'm not aware of any major credit card issuer that issues a business credit card that does not have a personal guarantee behind it. So if you do, if the business does fail, you would be on the hook personally for that debt. And the other question I had was with vendors that you are currently working with, you meaning the best ever listeners currently working with, is there a way for them to check if they are getting credit for that line of credit that they're paying off or they're working with that vendor? 
Yes. So the question is, are they reporting or, or aren't they? So you can go to NAV, get a free account. We'll give you a coupon code in a minute for a premium account too, for free for a month. And you can see who's reporting. Now, the one thing I have to warn about business credit that's different than personal credit is the credit reports, and this is industry-wide, they do not list the name of the lender or the vendor. They categorize them. So it'll be manufacturing. Why? They say the reason they don't do it is because the creditors are worried that then other businesses would come in and poach it by just oh, pulling the credit reports right. and seeing who has accounts. My I, theory I is the reason. What's your theory? <laughs> well, I get it. But my theory is the reason they don't is because they don't have to, right? In the consumer world, when you get your credit report by law, they have to explain that you have a mortgage yeah. with Bank of America. They don't right. have to on business credit. There's no regulation. Yeah. So I think that's why they get away with it. So you have to be a little bit of a detective to figure out, okay, yeah, I know I have a $1,200 balance with that card, so that's probably that account. So I just want to warn people up front because that's a little confusing. But you can check them for free at NAV, and we also provide a letter. If you want to reach out to your supplier or vendor and ask them to report, we have a description that helps them understand how to do that. Some will, some won't, but we say it's not asking is an automatic no, so you can always ask and see whether they will report. But often... What I'm telling business owners is to go ahead and work with companies that already do report. Got it. So as someone with a newly formed entity, they can get a credit card. And you mentioned the link for different credit cards that use your personal credit as a default only if you default on it. But otherwise, a new entity can have a business credit card and... Then you gave three vendors on that website for us to go to and use if we want to build our credit that way. Anything else as it relates to building our business credit that you think we should talk about? Yeah, the other thing that's important to understand is how payment history works on business credit because it's more granular than it is with personal credit. So with personal credit, you forgot to pay the credit card bill, you go in a couple days later, you pay it, you'll get stuck with a late fee, but it's not going to show up on your personal credit as late until you're 30 days late in most cases. With business credit, they use something called DBT or days beyond terms. So if your terms with that vendor are net 30 and you pay on day 32, you're 2 DBT. If your terms are net 60 and you pay on day 62, you're still 2DBT. So it's much more granular with business credit. So what I encourage business owners, especially business owners, because you're so busy, right, is to make sure that you set up systems, reminders, alerts, so you don't forget to pay that bill. And then the other thing you can do is for those suppliers that you do have terms with, as you build business credit, you can go back and negotiate better and longer terms. So if you're net 30 now, that doesn't mean you can't be net 60, net 90, even net 120 days in the future. And the stronger your business credit, the more likely they are to extend longer terms to you. And that in turn improves your cash flow. Let's talk about scams. Scams are fun to talk about, but not fun to participate in. So let's attempt to help the best ever listeners avoid participating in them and just talking about them. What have you seen out there? Well, a few things. First of all, on the personal credit side, credit repair, it's not always a scam. I'm not opposed to credit repair, but I think sometimes people think that there's some secret sauce that if they are willing to pay enough money, they can get anything off their credit. And that's just not true. It's basically a process of disputing information and hoping that it comes off. If not, then you dispute it again and hope it comes off in the future. On the business credit side, people will spend a lot of money 
trying to learn how to build business credit. And I would encourage them to start with the things that they can do for free because that $5,000 or $8,000 might be better spent improving that property, (laughs) going on to your next deal. So there's a lot you can do on your own as a business owner to get started building business credit. And it's just a process that you have to initiate. And like any type of credit, you do it before you need it because all types of credit are based on a payment history over time. So you start early before you need it so that you have that payment history there when you do need it. The other thing I've seen, this happened to one of Garrett's real estate investing clients where he spent a lot of money on a shelf corporation with the promise that it would come with a million dollars in credit lines, and it did not. And he basically lost that money. It just didn't materialize. I'm not saying there's never a place for a shelf corporation. What is a shelf? S H E L F? Shelf, yeah. So, like, it's that? a corporation that's been formed in the past. So, someone formed the corporation and then essentially they put it on the shelf. So, it has a longer oh, history as a business. I, I've never heard of that. Yeah, the sales pitches, this comes with all these credit lines because it's established business. Right. And time in business is helpful, it's helpful for many types of financing. But sometimes you spend a lot of money on something that's not going to deliver the promise that you had hoped. So I would be very, very leery about some of the promises you'll get X amount of business credit if you spend X amount of money. Again, it's a process and it's something you can do largely on your own by just taking a few minutes literally every week to establish these accounts and then make sure that they're paid on time. And then once you do, the ultimate goal is to have access to more lines of credit for your business that you can use that aren't associated with your personal credit, some of them with a personal guarantee and some of them not with a personal guarantee. So that's the eventual goal and it is very feasible. It's just a process that takes time. The concrete next steps that I believe you mentioned to build that credit is one, work with a vendor that is reporting your transactions to one of the three organizations done in Bradstreet, Equifax and Experian. And then two, get a business credit card immediately and use that. Make sure we're paying it off on time so we're not being charged interest. Those are the two concrete ways to do that. Anything else other than those two things that you think the best ever listeners should do? Yes. And the third thing I hear from real estate investors in particular, because many of them have multiple entities to hold different properties. So they'll ask me, well, which entity should I use to build business credit? And typically the best strategy for a real estate investor is an entity that is focused on marketing and management rather than strictly an entity that's formed to hold a property because real estate can get flagged as higher risk by some. And I don't want anyone to not be truthful here, but if you have a property management or marketing company, and that's your entity, then I would focus on building business credit with that entity. And then that could spill over and be helpful to your other entities. But that's the one I would focus on. Very, very helpful tip. Thank you for that last point. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on in your business? They can check out a free NAV account at nav.com forward slash free account, F-R-E-E-A-C-C-O-U-N-T. And when they sign up there, they can use the code podcast and they will get a free month of our premium accounts. And that will give them full detailed reports from all three of those credit bureaus. Excellent. Well, Very informational. Thank you so much, Jerry, for being on the show. I was summarizing it along the way. Usually I summarize at the end, but I just wanted to make sure I was accurately reflecting what you're saying. So we're good to go, my friend. Enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon.
Thank you, Joe. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties, and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you, best ever listeners, the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account that counts free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. That's S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best taxes. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.